Welcome back to the Middle Ages podcast. This is Lucy Anderson. Um, Today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. We're not going to be going over history, but instead my reflection of the process. So to start off, I am going to explain my project. Um, So I did this whole podcast about Alfred the Great and the early medieval England. So this would have been about the late 9th century Alfred. Um, He ruled during the 18, or sorry, excuse me, during the 880s. Um, But specifically, I was talking about the Viking invasions and Alfred's influence with that. So those Viking invasions, the first one began in 793. So it's a little bit before Alfred's time, but um, they became more common during his reign. And so he had to deal with a lot of um, internal problems, a lot of conflict, a lot of war. Um, and this happened for years, decades even. So that's what I talked about. Um, And I chose this topic because I absolutely love the Middle Ages. I always have. Um, But I'm specifically interested in Vikings ever since I took a class on the Viking world in my freshman year of college. Ever since I've been hooked on Vikings. So I chose this topic because it talks about Vikings and it talks about the British Isles. And these are two of my very favorite things to study. Another reason I chose this topic is because I am planning on writing my thesis starting in the uh, spring of 2021, so just in a few days I'm going to start writing my thesis, and it's going to be about the Dane Law. Um, And the Dane Law is a policy established by Alfred the Great, so this was a great foundation for the research that I'm going to be doing in my thesis. It's going to make it the transition into writing my thesis hopefully a little bit easier Um, and my process for this was pretty extensive. Usually I would research about, it depended, three to five hours every day during the week. Usually it was closer to five, but, um, and during that process I would, um, watch different podcasts. I would read textbooks, um, look at my old class notes. I got several different books. Um, I listened to audiobooks too, so I had a lot of different resources that I used, um, but I used these to take notes and um, further my own knowledge because I did come into this with a lot of knowledge about the topic, but I wanted to um, go a little bit further with what I knew instead of the bare minimum. So I spent a lot of time doing that, and then I would draft my podcast on Sundays and post them on Mondays. So that's what the process looked like. Um, Now, to go beyond that, I want to talk about some problems I made, because I think these are pretty common, and I can see other people making these same problems. So I decided to create my podcast on Anchor. Um, which is a really great site, but what I didn't realize is that it only it sets a time limit for how long you can record your podcast or your episode, each episode, um, at 20 minutes. And I didn't realize this, and I was having problems, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought it was my computer, and it turned out to be the, um, the uh, site, Anchor, that I was using. So that is one thing I would say 
is make sure you are really researching what site you're using because it can have problems like that. Um, another thing I made the mistake of doing was I started off telling my podcast um, kind of how you would tell history in a classroom, um, which looking back was probably kind of boring for viewers. I realized halfway through, I'm like, this is not the most interesting thing to listen to. So I started to tell stories, um, not just state facts. It just makes listening very much easier. Um, and that's another thing I wanted to mention is a common mistake I made is you really need to think about who's going to be listening to your podcast. Who are you trying to put this information towards? For me, I was doing I wanted to do for like common listeners, someone who isn't super invested in the topic, but I also wanted to do people that were more knowledgeable. I'm sorry about that. My uh, browser kicked me out of the previous recording, which is just another example of why you should really be careful what site you're using because Anchor has the tendency to do that. But anyways, back to what I was talking about, your listeners. So I was trying... need. I was not thinking about who was listening when I was writing my podcast, um, and for me, I wanted to have the um, common listener who wasn't super into the topic and someone who did know a lot more about it beforehand, um, and so to do that, you really need to appeal to both people when you're writing and when you're um, giving your podcast, which can be difficult, but that's why I would really suggest stories, because it stories tend to catch people who aren't so interested in the topic before they listen to your podcast it really helps them but they're also interesting for interesting for people who have more knowledge on the content prior to listening so that was another mistake i made and the last mistake i made was that i had trouble communicating the things that i wanted to communicate how i wanted to communicate so for what i mean by that is I am a visual learner. I love maps. I love images. It really helps me to understand things. And I had trouble communicating that when I was giving my podcast because, of course, it's all um, listening. You, you don't see anything visual. So halfway through the semester, I ended up creating a Twitter account where I um, would, after I give my podcast, I was like, you can go check out this Twitter account. It has maps for things I've talked about. It has um, images of people, images of places, because I don't know if other people are interested in that, but for me, that's really how I like to understand things, and if I know that if I was listening to it, that's what I would want to go check out, those kind of resources, because it would just help me to understand things better. Um, so that is my other mistake, is make sure you are appealing to every different type of learning style. Some people are verbal learners, some people are visual, and etc. So make sure you're doing that. Lastly, I want to talk about the benefits of creating this podcast. For me, um, some of the benefits are pretty obvious. I am a medieval studies major right now and I'm also hoping to pursue that in grad school so this is of course a really good experience for that um, I'm also going to write my thesis starting this semester about a very similar topic so again there's a great benefit there but I think it goes beyond that um, this kind of um, project also helps with communication time management and honestly it's 
similar to developing a long-term project that a lot of people would have to do in any line of work. It wouldn't, I mean, they don't necessarily have to create some kind of um, content like I was putting out, but this is a great way to work on communication skills, work on explaining things. Like I said, I should have explained things that would appeal to different types of people and would appeal to different types of learning. So it's a really good experience for working on your own communication.